Thank you for holding on. I greatly appreciate it. Looks like maybe it gets a little bit more rain. Once again, our crops are not saved. Hopefully they will do better than what they would have with the way they looked. <laughs> anyway. Okay, what toy was promoted by Zigfield Folly Girls in 1920? Was it a boomerang, frisbee, uh, do-to-do pogo stick, or a hula hoop? What do you think, Rachel? I'm going to go with pogo stick because that's my favorite. That's your, and what do you think? Brian? Oh, you got to turn that up. How come we can't hear him? Hold up. Okay, try it again. Okay, Brian, try that voice again. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with hula hoop. Hula hoop. Okay. Nope. It was the pogo stick. Woo-hoo. Okay. In an nice. effort, yeah, in an effort to promote pogo stick, inventor George Hansberg arranged a, a number of publicity stunts, including a marriage performed on a pogo stick in 1920 Ziegfeld Folly show. For the stunt, Hansberg himself taught the Ziegfeld Follies girls how to pogo. That totally blew my mind. I thought hula hoop also, but the pogo, that's what I tried it once for about 0.2 seconds and I moved on. I didn't have any, didn't want any, break anything. Everything was just as as it should be. So let's head to the phone lines. All right. We've got Melinda who's got um, some dogs who don't really get along with each other. All right. Hi, Melinda. Hi there. Thank you for Thank you for taking my call. Thanks hold it for um, holding on. So what who what are the two dogs? What kind are they? Well, I actually have three. Okay. But our two our two dogs that we brought the new puppy into the household with are um a large mixed breed. He's like a hundred pound mutt. And then we also have uh, a little twelve year old Havanese. Okay. And then we adopted a four and a half month old shepherd mix. Okay. And they were all getting along swimmingly for about three weeks, and last week, the the older Havanese snapped at the, the shepherd puppy, and we weren't in the room at the time, and when we came back in the room, they were all out brawling, and the little one got bit pretty bad, and we had to take him to the emergency vet to get stitched up. Um and then since that incident happened, it, they've had two other skirmishes, not as severe. Um, but this morning, the the little one just walked by the shepherd puppy, and he just attacked him out of nowhere. Okay. Um, so we're kind of at odds right now and feeling really torn about whether we need to rehome this puppy if this is going to work for our family. Well, we don't know because if you mean that they got along at the beginning, that's good. But see, what you got to yeah. remember: a four and a half old pup is a, a puppy mush brain. They're they're mm-hmm. antagonized. They push. They you know put their paw on top of you. They try to you know instigate playtime. And when the older dogs are kind of like, hey, I've been there, done that. Don't want to do it now. And so that's why what you've got to do is you got to be the uh, so it's the Havanese, right? That is kind of the pot stirrer with this. Yeah, well, he's he's the existing dog in the household. He's always kind of been the top dog. Right, no, the littlest and dog in the household runs the household. Uh, that's yeah. just the rule of thumb, all right? And see, the yeah. thing is, is that what you've got to do is you've got to realize, okay, when puppies come in, they just want to play, 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 and, you know, it's like everything's a game, okay? And they want to poke at the existing dogs, and usually the older existing dogs are like, get out of my face, get off my tail, get off my ear, you know? And so right. you've got to be the... The referee. So right now, what you want to do is you want to put the make sure the pup is on on a leash with you guys. All right. So number one, we want that pup to bond to the humans and not to the dogs in the house. 
All right. right. And so and then like so now the pup can't go and antagonize the Havanese. And now if the Havanese comes in, you can see he's got that little attitude like he might cop on. Hey, 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 you be nice. You be nice. Ah, 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 be nice. Okay, so what you got to try to do is be the common ground, the mediator. But um, and then now the 100-pound dog, now he is okay. He's not the pot store, just the have is, right? Not at all. No, him, yeah. him and the shepherd get along wonderfully. Okay, okay. And see, my guess is that when, all, when crap hit the fan there, you know, when you weren't in the room, all right, mm-hmm. is that it was just kind of pack mentality, <laughs> okay? Yeah. And so, anyway, so now that that should never happen again. They are never left. That pup is always going with somebody. If you're leaving a room, he's coming with you, all right? Okay. And so, because, uh, like I said, if he pokes at the, the old, you know, the Havanese, the older one, the 12-year-old, you know, the, the already it's already showed you, uh, you know, hey, get out of my face. Now, if the have can have more be- uh, quality incidences where he that you know the pup isn't poking at him or you know trying to take a toy or whatever right then yeah. uh, you know then he's gonna it'll be a little bit more relaxed but you know in, in the world was is it was just me him and his big giant buddy they ruled the world right and now all of a sudden this wah factor comes in and who the heck are you and i don't think i like how fast you move and how you jump and all this kind of stuff so all of a sudden mm-hmm. the, the pot's getting stirred so you just got to help them stay calm. So by keeping the pup on a leash, and then if you don't have time, then the pup goes into its kennel. So you know, okay. you know, you know, you you got to control the situation, and then like go for a walk with just the have and the pup. You know, maybe two blocks out and two blocks back. But then if you want to okay. take the have and the uh, hundred pounder for a walk, then take them for a walk. You know, but what you want to do is just slowly try to get everybody to, you know, hang out together and uh, like each other. But right now, for pups that are anywhere from 10, 12 weeks till about a year, year and a half are obnoxious. And most older dogs don't want to put up with it. And then they come flying at it. And so that's why you've got to be the good referee and realize don't open that. Don't put your dogs into a situation that can cause major problems. Okay, right. we always want everybody to get along and, and be happy. And, you know, you can say, well, well, maybe it didn't work with this pup. Now let's try another pup. Okay, no, right now what the have told you and what I would start doing is build a better relationship with the, the 12-year-old. Do some tricks with her. Uh, teach her, try to get her mind onto other things other than just the, the, the rank of the pack. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. just take her for a walk. But the big thing is to get her to look to you for direction so that she doesn't think she has to take on the, the leadership by, you know, controlling the pack. Right. Okay, so that's why, like I said, uh, like uh, I keep saying to everybody, you know, d- brain games for dogs, 101 dog tricks, uh, brain teasers. You can go to e- or to uh, YouTube. They can type in dog tricks and see what they've got. No dog is too old to learn anything. Right. And the input, we have, we have a tendency to be very complacent with older dogs so that, you know, they've been there, done that. We'll just kind of hang out, sit on my lap, let's go for a walk. Right. We really don't ask them to do much. And see, little dogs, uh, the reason why they're kind of yappy snappy is because we don't teach them anything. So they just kind of exist in the world. Whereas I don't like this. I don't like that. Hey, don't you look at me like that. You know, especially with other dogs, all right? Yeah. And so if you give her other things to think about, and then really pay attention, no edible things around, okay? Yeah. The dogs are in the, in the. Uh, you want to give a, like a treats, if they're in their kennels, and nobody gets it out into the room, because that have will, will definitely 
stirred the pot big time. Uh, if you got now watch that it's favorite toys. Okay, whereas if you have has a, a favorite toy, make sure that sucker isn't around when that pup is around because she'll go after that. And see, that is, now it's not just between the happy. Her her 100-pound buddy is going to come to her rescue too, okay? Yeah. And so now you got two against one, and the pup has no idea what the heck is going on. <laughs> right. Okay. Do you think we should be concerned at all about the severity of the reaction the pup had? As far as, okay, the pup came back at the have, Correct. Right, so the have snapped at the pup, and right. the pup, because we have a camera in our living room, so we went and watched the footage, okay. and it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty aggressive. Oh, okay. He, he took and he shook him Ooh. by his neck. Okay. And and so I'm just concerned about, like, is that a, a bizarre reaction for a puppy to for have? Four and a half month old it is. That's pretty yeah. intimidating for a four and a half month old dog. See, I'm sorry. I thought it was the other way around. I thought the have was taken after the shepherd. I'm glad well, you clarified. He, he, he initiates it, right? And then the the, the shepherd goes to an extreme. Okay, yeah, he reaction. takes it to the next level. Okay, no, I didn't understand that. I'm glad we clarified yeah. that. Yeah, because I, if you, okay, we we got to run to break. Can you hold on? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, hold on. Okay, Play-Doh was originally invented for what purpose? Caulking, sculpturing, cleaning wallpaper. Or sealing fruit. Sealing fruit. Okay, we'll be right back. And we're back. Yeah, I know I like this. I love doing this show. Hopefully you guys love hearing it. And I always tell you, the biggest compliment I could get is when somebody recognizes my voice. They say, you know what? I listen, I've listened to you from the beginning or I listen to you every week and I don't even have a dog. <laughs> That's the biggest compliment that I can get. But then they have like grand dogs or whatever, so they're passing on information. So I think that's pretty cool. Okay, Play-Doh was originally invented for what purpose? For caulking, sculpture, cleaning wallpaper, or sealing fruit. What do you think, Rachel? I think it's caulking. All right. What do you think there, Brian? I'm going to go with the oddball sealing fruit. Sealing fruit. I When I saw sealing fruit, I thought I misread that. It's like, but no, it's di- bah, both of you got it oh wrong. Oh, jeez. And I do remember this from a while back. Uh, cleaning wallpaper. Although it's achieved fame as a popular children's toy, Noah and Joseph McVicker McVicker, originally invented Play-Doh in 1965 for the use as a wallpaper cleaner. Although Play-Doh exact makeup is closely guarded secret, it is known to contain, among other things, wheat flour, water, salt, and some sort of petroleum distillate. Isn't that something? I love the smell. Just as I'm talking about Play-Doh, I can smell it. Just imagine how much of that ends up up children's nose. Oh, uh, yes. In and in diapers. Yep. And in diapers. You got that right. I love the smell. I can just sit and just smell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now we're going back to Melinda. Melinda. It was Melinda. Okay. Hey, Melinda, you there? I'm still here. Okay, so now what I just told you, <laughs> that's for people that had a problem with the little dog beating up a puppy. Now we got oh, the big okay. dog be- beating up the puppy, okay? I thought it was the big dog beating up the puppy. So anybody that was listening, you just listen. Now you just learned about that. Now we got to start <laughs> over again. Okay, now okay. the thing is, is that first of all, you got to remember is that uh, the puppy teeth, they start losing their puppy teeth about four, four and a half months. So those teeth are razor sharps, number one. 
So they can do a lot of damage as far as rips and such like that. Look what they do to our yeah. skin, all right, and our clothes. So, mm-hmm. but now the thing is, is now you looked at the the, the video. So what, what was it, a, a snap from the have to the pup and then the pup retaliated? Yes. So the half snapped at him, like, back, because the, the pup went up to him to play with him, and the half snapped at him, and then the pup retaliated very aggressively. Okay. So that and would... Like I said, he, he picked up the half and, and shook him, and then we had to bring him in and get stitches. Wow. So did what, did he puncture anything ba- uh, bad? Just, or did Nothing it bad. Easy? I mean, it just, it, you know... No, it, I get it. He had a, a tear in his in his neck and he had oh, a couple geez. puncture wounds yeah. in his ear. Yeah, those stupid puppy teeth, okay? But, yeah. okay, so now, the thing is, is that you're living with that pup because at a pup, four and a half months, the pup should have backed down, you know, when he got reprimanded by the older dog. He shouldn't right. have came at him, all right? So that makes me a little bit worried. What is this personality of this dog? Because the pups, you know, yeah, everything's fun and game. But if he gets reprimanded, you know, snapped at or barked at, you know, if they're of stable temperament, they should back up and go say what? (laughs) Right. And he he had, and like, he's been snapped at a few other times in in the previous weeks. And and his reaction was to back up. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, this time he retaliated and then has done so again twice since then. Okay. So he was... and we were in the room to stop it at those two other times, but not this first time. Okay, so see, he crossed the line, and he liked it. <laughs> that, that's kind of how it feels, yeah. yeah. Yep, and so the thing is, is now he's got kind of a vendetta to the half is what he's got. Yeah. And so it's up to yourself. You're living it. You know, and the big thing I try to tell people, you know, uh, is you got to go with your gut. You don't talk mm-hmm. yourself into or out of something. you got to, you know, ra- you know rash- make a list. Have a meeting and make a decision. Because if this yeah. year, this dog is what, a shepherd mix, you know, he can easily be what? You know, a 60-pound dog, all right? He's, he's 50 pounds now. Oh, Lordy, at four and a half? He's going to be a giant. Oh, I think so. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, but the only other thing, now, how does he get along with the 100-pounder? Wonderfully. Like, okay. they play together. They're really great together. Okay. So then, um, yeah, so like I said, there's no telling other than, you know, like, obviously have the have with you or now the have is in, you know, like in the certain room and not always interacting with, you know, the puppy so mm-hmm. that you can protect his face and space, obviously. And the reason why the the cuts are so bad, too, because, you know, dogs, when they shake, that's what they do is they shake to kill. It's, it's called a killing shake. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, and so that is one thing to bite and then kind of bite again, but it's another thing to grab and shake. Okay. That's, it's kind of like the crocodile roll, you know, when they, they're going to kill something. But Mm -hmm. see, at four and a half months, he really doesn't have that mental capacity totally to put that together. But he can also, what you've got to look at is the personality. Okay. I've known some kids that are three, four years old that have a massive temper. That is just like, I don't, I pity the fool that's gonna when you get older, okay? <laughs> and so that's what we gotta look at is the personality. Is this personality getting been conducive by having that, that the have there being that there's kind of a little bit of uh, tension going on? Right. <laughs> 
So you got to set the rules, follow through. Like I said, I thought the everything that I said prior to this was for the little dog took out the puppy. You know, not right, I didn't realize right. that. So yeah, I, the other way around. Yeah, I thought the have was the pot stirrer, and now the pup was. So anyway, so that's the whole thing is that uh, keep the pup on a leash so you've got control of the situation when you want the have okay. to be free around, okay? And then like okay. if the pup gives her kind of a, a look and you can hear like a rumble from her, you're going to say, hey, hey, you both be nice, be nice, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Ah, be nice. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Try to be the mediator. Don't come down like a ton of bricks. Bad dog, don't you do that. Don't, because uh-huh. then that puts the tension in the room. And then all of a sudden, the pup, or you know, either one, the have to the pup or the pup to the have, every time you're in the room, I get yelled at. I don't like you. Right. <laughs> or yeah. vice versa. So we got to try to blend it, but we don't know how it's going to go. Because like I say, for a four-and-a-half-month-old pup, and if he's going to be that big, the, the, and he's 50 pounds already, that yeah. we don't need a big dog with an attitude. <laughs> right, right. Okay, but like I said, the, the, those wounds would have been, uh, look severe just for because he has razor teeth. But what worries right. me is that he shook. But see, the, he doesn't have the instinct because even you see puppies, you know, they shake their toys and such like that. That's what puppies mm-hmm. do. You know, so I don't think the instinct of like, you know, being killed dog is noted here. But it's just that now he's not being agreeable with the have now. You know what I mean? Yep. It's there's the, the there's an undertow there. That's what I worry about. Right. Okay. So try to blend the troops by uh, keeping the, le- the leash on the pup so that you've got it when you want, you know, the big dog and the pup to play, then they can go out and play in the yard or whatever, and the hab is with you. And then now yeah. the pup can stay with you, and the hab and the bigger dog can go. And so, like, just kind of, uh, you know, get to the feel of the waters, and if that undertow is really stirring, you might make have to make a decision. Okay? Right, right. That's that's kind of where we're at is trying to decide which, yep. which way we need to go with us. You so. know, because we could do this, this, and this, which I gave you some ideas, but yep. there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees. Um, you can't, it's just like with people. Let's say I want you to be a friend of one of my friends, and for some reason you're rubbed wrong by that do- that person. You know, no matter mm-hmm. how much I try to get you two to be friends because you're friends with me, <laughs> you know, right. it just <laughs> might not work. And there's always going to be an undertow there. So then what I do is I decide that, okay, well, I'm going to interact with you, but separately. I'm not right. going to bring you in the same room. So, yeah. So that's what you got to do. There's there's no magic wand here, okay? Right, right. Okay, just All right, well, use, I, I do appreciate the feedback. You very, uh, just use common sense. Common sense and use your gut instinct, okay? Use okay. your gut instinct. Your gut's never wrong. It always is wrong, though, when you second guess it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank okay. you. I appreciate it. You bet. Take care, kid. Bye bye. All right. Bye. That's a tough one, you know, when you get dissension amongst the ranks and then seeing and a puppy, a four and a half month old puppy should just be, you know, happy, happy. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, why did you snap at me? But, but it, uh, you know, he shouldn't like say, bring it on. <laughs> but then what worries me is that now the puppy is like zeroed in on the have and, you know, kind of keeping the pot stirred. And that's not a good thing. So. I don't know. We want everybody to be nice and play nice in the sandbox, but it's tough. You know, there's some, some personalities that it just does not work, and you have to be honest with you and keep everybody safe. The pup safe, their have safe, and then the big 100-pounder is kind of like, whatever. You got to figure it out. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Okay, who's up next? Oh, how much time we've got left? We've got about a minute. Oh, a minute? Okay. Um, But Jerry has a puppy visitor who... Likes to have accidents on her carpet. Ah, there you go. That's what you got. That's what happens. Hey, Jerry, how you doing? Good. Good, good. Now, what? Ki- how old a dog and what kind? 
Uh, okay, so we have a Yorkie that's eight and seven, and then we're babysitting a Yorkie that's six. Okay. Now, we've babysat him many times, but this time he came over, we'd be outside, we'd go for a walk, we'd sit outside for 20 minutes, come in, and he'd poop or pee. Okay. All the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, his, his, uh, his parents... We take care of them. They go on trips all the time. Mm-hmm. And so we've taken them for three years now, but he's just hes just getting worse. And all he does at his house is sit on mom's lap. Yep, I can hear that one. Okay, hold on. And when we get back from break, we will take, we'll give you some ideas here, okay? Thank you. Okay, you betcha. Okay, where are we at here? Okay, da-da-da. What toy is created by mixing silicone oil and boracet? Crayons, Play-Doh, finger paints, or silly putty. Alrighty then, we're starting to wind her down. Boy, I tell you, these two hours is the fastest two hours of my whole week. Although this week is pretty past, I just can't get over it's August. I'm still right down 4th of July, and I can't believe we're, on more, we're done with July and we're into August. Alright, what toy is created by mixing silicone oil and borac, boric acid? There we go, boric acid. Okay, is it crayons, Play-Doh, Finger paints or silly putty? What do you think, Rachel? It's got to be finger paints. Okay, my what, guess. Brian, what do you think? I'm going for uh, silly putty. Ding, 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 oh, ding, ding. Silly putty. Silly putty is created by mixing silicone oil and boric acid. Invented by GE engineer named James White Wright, who was searching for a rubber substitute during World War II. This new compound was similar to rubber, but could stretch many times its own length without breaking, and also possessed the unusual ability to copy the image of any printed material. Do I remember that? I put it on all the comics in the comic section. It was pressed against. Anyway, originally called Nutty Putty, GE made it their discovery available to scientists across the globe. And although none of them could find a use for it, they all enjoyed playing with it. The silly substance. Finally, in 1949, Peter Hodgkinson had the brilliant idea of selling the substance to children. In its first year on the market, Silly Putty was the re- as it was renamed, you know, set a toy, a toy sales record racking up over six million in sales have you guys played with silly putty before oh yeah have you gotta you? make it pop you know uh, oh yeah that's a good one too. but the silly <laughs> yeah, not in a very long time but yeah. yeah get in touch with your soft side get the toys out you know the um the silly putty uh i had bought some i think a couple years ago from the grandkids and the texture in that is so different than when we were kids it was a lot thicker and then, like I say, you could snap it, you know, better. Right. Yeah, and then, and then they're not. You don't get much in those eggs now. It was back then, you know. <laughs> but we got a lot more. And like I say, what you could do is put it on top of the the funnies. Is that's what we did, you know? To and but then the, that ink would get into the putty, and then all of a sudden the putty was like really black. <laughs> <laughs> so. Good way of cleaning it, either. What? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Like I said, I love the squeak of it, too. You're right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. We're going back to... Back to Jerry. Jerry. Okay. Jerry, are you there? Yes. Okay. Let's see. There it is. Okay. So, now, the now the thing is, we got to go... We got to... 
as the dogs get older, then, you know, just like with us as, as humans, okay, then they start kind of pulling the, the trump card as far as I'm cool, you're not, I'm not going to listen here, I'm not going to listen there. And like you said it before <laughs> you went to um, the break, you know, that, you know, she's always holding him, he's always on the lap, so he's almost like kind yeah. of like, almost to the point where, and you're putting me on the ground to walk on these? How dare you? Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. so and so what happens is that, you know, and it's just kind of like raising kids, you know, there's rules at grandmas and grandpas, and there's rules. Yeah at mom and dad okay and so sometimes they test each other you know when they come to mom and dad they'll test what they can get away with at grandma's or vice versa until it's straightened Uh away but now as the dogs get older so now it's the dog is peeing and pooping the six-year-old yep okay yep and he never did before Okay, yep, no, so I just think what he's doing is just, you know, he's, he's uh, not happy that he has to actually be a dog in your house. He wants to be held and cuddled and, you know, I don't want to walk on these things. And so that, uh, what, I, what you need to do, number one, he has to, you have to reiterate potty training at your place. You know, what it's called, what we talked about earlier in the show here, what it's called, where it, where, where it goes. Do not okay. give him any freedom in the house. Even if, and now the maximum time that a whore, a dog... A dog is out for going potty is two minutes in Minnesota, okay? So you take him out. Now, does he know how to go potty on a line, like on a leash or anything? Uh, yeah, when I take him for a walk all the time, he he does his business. And about seven times he'll pee, and then he'll also, you know, do his business. And then we go back home about, about ten minutes. Okay, yeah. and that's fine. Now, are you going off your property to go potty? Not you, yeah. the dog. <laughs> okay. The thing is, is that, okay, if you're okay with doing that walk when it's 40 below, then, you know, yeah, do that. Otherwise, yeah. the main thing is, is that you need to have a spot in your yard that, that you take him to go potty at that spot. Okay. And then let's say he goes, first thing in the morning, you should get the piddle and the doo-doo. Let's say you just get the piddle. Okay. Bring him back in. Wait a minute after two minutes. Okay. Then bring him back. See if he can go potty again. If not, bring him in. Now, is he kennel trained? No. Okay, so then what you're going to have to do is either kennel train him or give him a uh, gated area. You know, take baby gates. Yeah. And so this, that's going to be his area. So if he does a mistake, it's in that area. It's not over your house. Okay? What if he doesn't quit barking? He's a barking little thing, too. Okay, yeah, he's a yapper because there's no input into his head. He Nobody's teaching him anything. So that, that oh. uh, and that's uh, my, when I got my two little dogs, you know, Ethel and Gilligan. Yeah. And my husband said, no yapping dogs. Get them out of here. I said, no, they'll be fine. The more little dogs are yappers because most people just uh, carry them around, hold them, and don't expect them to do anything mentally. And so then the dogs become more nutsy and the headsy as far as reactive, as far as barkety, barkety, oh. barkety. So if you take Very the time, yeah, so if you take the time to teach them tricks, walk on a leash nice, uh, brain games, you're going to have a calm, steady dog. And see what that okay. dog is doing is screaming because, hey, I need a lap. I don't want to be here. <laughs> So what okay. you can you can do is you could take a hair mist because you got, you said you got two other Yorkies right, right. Okay, so what you could do is you could take a hair mister, plant mister, fill it with water, set it on stream. As uh-huh. the dog is barking, you give a growl, ah, and then you blast the pup in the face with the water and say, "No, quiet." And then, okay. um, and then as soon as he stops, you're going to call me and say, thank you. Remember, don't okay. say good girl or good boy. That gets them all nutsy in the heads. It's like saying, recess! And we don't ah. want to do that, okay? So that's why when they're doing something well, you want to be what the dog want you want to be, which is calm and steady. And so now okay. what you're after is if he's going to start barking, ah, 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 quiet. 
Oh, very nice. Very nice. All right. And so you just okay. got to help work train with this dog, but don't give him any freedom when he comes in from outside, even if he has gone. No, you're not. Yeah. He already gave you that he can't be trusted. So he should be on a leash with you. If you don't have that, like, the little area set up for him at all or a kennel situation or something, then he's on a leash with you. Now, where does he sleep at your place at night? He sleeps with uh, me. Okay, he sleeps in the bed? All three dogs, yeah. Okay, yeah, and so, but he doesn't get at, he doesn't get up at night and go potty or pee? No. Good. Okay, good. And so that's what you've got to, you've got to contain the situation and you've got to tell, teach him what it's called. This is great, you know, friend's house. This is our rules over here. And so that he knows when he comes over, he's going to have to listen and pay attention. But you've got Very to control, good. you've got to control the situation. Okay. Okay. You bet. Okay. <laughs> wow. Thank okay, you kid. so much. You bet. Take okay. care. Bye-bye. Thanks. You too. Bye. Yeah, that's what a lot of dogs do is that all of a sudden you're like, okay, she's been taking care of him. Now he's getting older. Now he's, you know, he thinks his poop don't stink. <laughs> and it does because he's pooping in the wrong place. So that's why, folks, you got to, I can't explain it enough or tell you enough. You've got to use your dog's brain. Now, remember my Ethel, you know, who I lost a couple months ago? Still hurts like heck. But anyway, um, uh, you know, she came from a hoarder. She was scared to death. All she wanted to do was hide. And it took me two years to get her out of her shell. But it was, you know, like I said, it's baby steps, baby steps, you know, trying to get her used to being held without shaking. Okay. But then the thing is, is that now with the potty training, because potty training is so important <laughs> to teach the dog, if you haven't taught anything else so the dog has nothing else in his head, he's going to be reactive, a.k.a. barking. He's going to go potty all over the place because he doesn't know you're trying to teach him the biggest thing he needs to know, and that's that potty goes outside. And so the whole thing is, is that, um, as I said earlier, when I was working with the with the greyhounds, we found they potty trained re- real quickly once they started teaching them how to, to walk on a leash, you know, to sit, which is tough for a greyhound to do, or to lay down, give them other in things in his head. So then now they're starting the learning docs connected. And so then now each dot will get connected easier and easier because they're on the, uh, uh, they're rolling forward on learning. It'd be like, let's say we all, if I went back to school, I'd probably about in about three weeks be ready to tear my hair out because I, I haven't hit the beat of learning. Once you hit the beat of learning, then things you learn quicker and easier. And that's the same thing with dogs and pigs. Uh, we used to raise pigs and I had Gertrude was my big pig and uh, she had several litters with us and she would do anything for a dog biscuit. You t- I could get her to sit. I can get her to to snort, you know, it sounded like she was going to eat you up. <laughs> you know, she had here uh, before we had it, before she left, she was uh, we're not talking to lightweight here. She was 700 pounds. And so if she wanted to take you out. She could have easily taken you out, but she was just a sweetheart. And she loved to be itched behind the back of the ears. It was so funny, and, and anybody that had a pig for a pet will know this. If you scratch them behind the ears, they they start twisting their whole body because they're trying to itch it also where you're itching. And so all of a sudden you got this you know big, huge animal going, whoa, whoa, back and forth, back and forth. And then they lean into you. And there's been a couple of times I went, and she died and tipped me over because I wasn't expecting her to lean in so hard to get, petted you know scratch more you know on her but anyway so okay where are we at we need we got to go to break here we got um one minute until break
Oh, one whole minute. Okay. Should we talk about pig scratching? (laughs) So, uh, the potty training, uh, back to that. If there's no input into the head, folks, you're going to have yappy little dogs. Uh, Having them walk on a leash nice next to you, not scan in front of you. Remember when a dog scans in front of you as you are in motion, that tells them that he's the leader, you're the peon. And now they got to take care of everything that's out in front. Dogs that are coming, humans that are coming. All right. Now it's stay away from my, my mom. Or my dad. And so uh, you, but when you walk together as a team, now you are meeting this other dog and, you know, you don't have to meet face to face, but you are both see the same thing at the same time, but you're a team. Your dog isn't out in front of it where he feels like he has to deal with it and take care of it. And so if that's the whole thing, you got to work as a team and just not hang your dog out there to dry. Like with my uh, puppies, you know, some puppies will come in and go, they're scared the death of their own kind because they really haven't had much time with them. So, I, and owners are just standing way up here while the pups are way down on the ground, and they and they're just kind of la 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 la. And I look at them. I said, "Hello, help your puppy greet other dogs. Come down to the pups level, and now you pet your puppy and pet the other puppy, and just talk back and forth. Hey, who is this? Who is this? Is now the dog isn't out there all by themselves trying to figure out am I going to get to eat or what's going to happen here? Dad and mom is with me or mom." Okay, and we're greeting this uh, by together, and that's what you've got to realize is not to put the dogs to leave them high and dry. If they have a fear of something, work together. And the more input, brain games, obedience, agility, nose work, you name it, then you're going to have a calmer and steadier dog. Okay, let's see. Okay, what popular action figure is technically named after a pigeon? GI <laughs> Joe, Batman, He Man. Or U-G-I-O, Y-U-G-I, and then O-H. I don't know how you say Yu-Gi-Oh, that. Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Yu-Gi-Oh, oh, okay, good. Is like okay, the trading okay. cards? Oh, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that. Batman, I know Batman. I know G.I. Joe. And I even know He-Man. But that was due to my grandson. But anyway, okay, so, uh, yeah, so that's it. what popular action figure is technically named after a pigeon. Which of those four? We'll be right back. And we're winding her down. Okay, what popular action figure is technically named after a pigeon? G.I. Joe, Batman, He-Man, and U-G-O? Is that U-G-O? Is that what you're Yu-Gi-Oh. saying? Oh, you, oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. So, what? which one do you think there, Rachel? I'm going to go with G.I. Joe. Okay, what do you think there, Brian? I'm going to go with He-Man. Ah, it is G.I. Joe. Yes, oh, finally yeah. got one right. In 1943, <laughs> a pigeon named G.I. Joe saved the lives of over 1,000 people in a small Italian village, which was na- was scheduled to be bombarded by the alien alien forces. Not alien, I. Allied, allied, there you go, allied forces. Oh, boy. Some days. Okay, a message that the British had already captured the village delivered by G.I. Joe arrived just in time to avoid the the bombing. And over a thousand people were saved. Two years later, a hit movie entitled The Story of G.I. Joe, 1945, was released about the life of the war correspondent Ernie Pyle. Finally, in 1964, looking for a male action figure to match the success of Barbie doll, Hasbro introduced a G.I. Joe doll. A military-themed action figure, was he named after the pigeon or the movie? Well, the pigeon did come first. So, 
There you ah. go. So, yeah, my brother, Dave, oh, my gosh. His G.I. Joe would pound the crap out of my sister's Barbies all the time. Oh, no. He'd go hang the Barbies up by their feet and their fingers on the uh, out in the clothesline, you know? Oh, my I know. It was, oh, geez. And G, it was always, uh, and G.I. Joe, you know, he'd be taking them for a ride in the tank to go. I didn't play with Barbies. Uh, don't ask why. I just was never got into dolls. But anyway, and so yeah, I'm just looking at them. They're going to kick your butt, Dave. Dave, they are going to kick your butt. But it's kind of funny how the things he would rig up to take the Barbies to the clothesline. <laughs> you know, G.I. Joe do yeah, is funnier than him. Quite the imagination. Oh, yeah, he did. He did. He did have a good one. He's gone now. But anyway, okay, who's up? We've got Paula who wants to know what type of supplements to give her dog because he's on a raw food diet. Ah, heck of a deal. Hi, Paula. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. What kind of pupper do you have? Um, He's a husky lab. Okay, and how old? He's three and a half. Okay, and how long have you had him? Um, since he's been eight weeks. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Okay, wife. Well, and so now, do you have my formulated raw diet? Are you cooking or what are you doing? We're, I feed him Primal and Steve's Frozen. Okay, and so Frozen. You're not doing freeze-dried, you're doing the Frozen? The Frozen and then the Primal, I have to um, rehydrate it. Okay, so you're using then the Primal, you're using the freeze-dried, where you just add yes, water to it? Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, what you want to do is... Uh, the supplements, as far as when you have that kind of a diet, when you don't have so much processed stuff in it, you know, obviously the mega threes and sixes are huge, you know, the fish oils and them to keep the coat in good condition. Okay. All right. And then, uh, you know, go by to how his coat feels and looks. Uh, uh, whether you got a bump of the omega threes and sixes. Okay. Then, um, obviously, you know, I do a couple times a year, I do a digestive enzyme and a probiotic. Just, I'm not waiting for my dogs to get sick. All right. Okay. I, I kind of just try to keep their system going is what I do. Um, you know, veggies all kind is great for um, for either mix it in with their dinner or during the day as a treat. You know, green peas, green beans, cauliflower, broccoli. All right. Uh, you could give them a, uh, a head of cauliflower to play with out in the yard or in his kennel. You know, I really believe cauliflower is made for dogs because it stinks so bad. Oh, sure, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and dogs are all about stink. <laughs> oh, sure. And so, yeah, and so as far as supplements, you know, like I said, there's always, you know, al organic apple cider vinegar is really good to keep the flora, you know, like, but it's not something that if your dog is doing well, the coat is doing well, you know, um, the doo-doos are doing well, you don't have tons of them. Then what you want to do is like the organic apple cider vinegar, give it to them a couple times a week. All right. You don't, it doesn't have to be an everyday thing. They're just to keep the flora and the gut going, you know? Okay. Um, and then like I say, veggies all kind. And, uh, you're being that, like I say, you're not doing the overprocessed stuff that is out there. There's not too much that you have to worry about. And uh, what I try to tell people is to have a, complete blood profile done you know like around two or three years old because then you got on record when your dog was healthy so that as the dog ages if you have to draw blood because something doesn't seem right you've got something to go you know you know compare it to all right and so and and remember the big thing that mess up dogs is chemicals in or on them in or on the uh, yard in the yard that messes up dogs and so that's what you've got to do is just, uh, but if you get a blood profile, then that'll tell you a lot. And then obviously the coat tells you a lot. And then the doo-doos tell you a lot. Wonderful. And I give him coconut oil in a Kong. Oh, nice. Every, every single night. And nice. He begs for it. He walks over to the cabinet where I keep Oh, good. Yeah, because that, that's got good for the brains, you know, good fatty fats, you know, for the brain cells, which, you know, makes a smart pupper. And then it also helps out with their coat, too. 
wonderful. I just this year he's been shedding so much and licking his paws like crazy. Oh. I don't know if it's just because of the allergies this year or what. Okay, so being that he's doing that, you don't have him in any processed stuff. No. Okay, so now how often do you change the protein? You know, like the meats, like turkey, beef. Every uh, I buy like four or five different kinds, and every day he gets something new, and then we start again. Oh, nice! Look at you! Oh, yeah. I'm proud of you. I You're know. a stellar, <laughs> stellar, stellar. <laughs> <laughs> so then, okay, so you got, but because he shouldn't be licking his paws on a regular every day, he licks them, or just every once in a while. Nope, he's now in the last month or some. So I've been putting like aloe vera on there just to try to because he's licking his feet almost raw. Oh, on the top. okay, that's Not interesting. Underneath. Okay, now there's no, you're getting any heartworm, any flea tick stuff? Nope. Okay, nope. good I for gave you. him that garlic, the whatever you call it. Yeah, bug off? Garlic. Yes, but it's, he needs to take like four of them, and I can barely get one down in and one into him. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, because, see, there again, dogs are nose, you know, sensitive, you know, that, that smell of garlic. My Gilligan, I just had to put a pinch on, you know, and really mix it in. <laughs> yeah. I just took some raw burger and kind of put it in little, yeah. like little balls and gave it Okay, but home. see, if he's, you know, if he's shedding a lot. Yeah. Okay, and he's licking his, uh, there's something. What about in the environment? Now, is this every day, has this been going on all summer? No, it's about the last month. About the last month, Okay. Is there something that changed in his environment, in your yard or your neighbor's mm-hmm. yard? They used a chemical stuff and it blew over to your yard. Oh, that could be because, you know, just thinking of that, um, next door, we, we're in it, we have a big backyard that's fenced. So okay. it doesn't get out. He stays in his own yard. But they've been spraying chemicals next door. Okay. I saw him out there a couple months ago. Okay. So, uh, so that could be it because, like I said, what you're doing with him, there should not be the way you rotate and everything else. There, yeah. there, he should not be dealing with it. So something has got into his system, aka, you know, like I say, you've floated over, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and it's and it's gotten in your, and then he's licking his paws. Um, what you can try doing is, um, like when he's out in the backyard. Before he comes in, like, you know, have him stand in a pail of water or something to try okay. to try to get his and then go between his toes, like okay. with a rag or something. Um, uh, What's it called? It's a paw wipe that you usually see during the winter months. It's got it's a cylinder that's got like little fingers on the inside of it. Okay. okay and you and what you do is you start out where you get him used to having that up and down on his on his paws and then you put water in it. So, and what it's good for is like, you know, in the winter months when dogs are walking on the street where they got uh, salt on their feet, it's a good way to rinse off their feet so that they're not licking the salt from the street off. Okay. Yeah. And so what you, what it is, it's a cylinder with little fingers, like rubber fingers on the inside. And I know Chuck and Don's carried it at one time and some of your mom and pop shops might carry it. Okay. Okay. And it's a paw washer for dogs. <laughs> okay. So then that way there now when he's outside and he comes in, could it be more prevalent on his paws okay. than his coat? Okay. And so, um, but yeah, kind of do that because you're doing everything so right. What else? So you got the coconut oil. And what else do you have for a fish? Like for, um, I have some frozen sardine. Ooh, um, nice. I don't know who makes it, but it's from Chuck and Don's. Okay. In a, Frozen section, but it's just sardines, so I try to give them a third of a cup a couple times a week. Okay, maybe you might want to bump up. You know, you can give them a can sardines in water. Who do I have to touch them? No, well, no, no. I open the can and I dump it in the bowl and quick get the heck out of there. I hate sardines. And so we have sardines for the cats and for the dog. And you know what I mean? It's like, oh, God, it stinks so bad. 
But anyway, so you could try the canned sardines in water or just bump up the omega-3 because for a dog, how many pounds is he? He's uh, between 70 and 75. Okay, so you can technically go 1,500 to 2,000 milligrams of fish oil a day. Okay, cool. Okay, and even 2,500. But there, there's something, you know, for with a coat, and then just pay attention to those chemicals, okay? Oh, wonderful. And then, usually he's fine, and everybody says he's always so silky. Winter, yep. summer, but this year it's just yep. strange. Something, something's a little off. Yep. Okay, well, keep me posted, okay? I will do that. Thank you for taking my call. Well, thank you for holding on. You have a grand day. You too. Thank you. You bet. Uh, Once again, Rachel, thank you so much for hanging in there. And Brian, thank you for answering questions. Finally got you. Now everybody's going to get used to hearing your voice. Yeah, thank you so much. There you go. No, but you're always welcome. Okay, you guys, remember, this Thursday I'm going to be at ACH Festival for the cat video at the Remax booth. You're looking at the stage. It's just to the right two booths, okay? From 6 to 9, answering your cat questions or dog questions. You take care. Go to MyTalk1071.com to listen to the podcast. Have a good one. Train on.